It's out! IBH Media released its 2020 Asia Pod Awards winners and I'd like to tell you that Pintotop was voted Asia's premier business podcast. Winners were chosen through listeners' votes. That means there's no panel, nothing in between. It's really your votes that were counted. And with that, let me thank you for following this podcast, listening to it, and for voting. This honor is really yours because you were the ones who voted for the show. Thank you for allowing me in between your heads every single time. Thank you also for reaching out to me to tell me that you're learning from this podcast. I really appreciate it. It keeps me going every single time. Also, cheers to Joy Colliado who first introduced me to podcasting five years ago. As you know, we started the Joy and Anjo a few years back. So that's really my first hands-on podcasting experience. And I'd like to thank her for bringing me in on the journey. Value Pod Productions, headed by Cecilia Mercado and Eloisa Almonicido, you ladies rock. Thank you so much for pushing me to show up and be consistent. To IBH Media's Daniel Robbins and Kate Hancock, cheers to more success for IBH. Cheers to more awards to be given away in the next few years. Be rest assured that I'll continue to provide pinnable Facebook and marketing lessons for you, entrepreneurs and experts. It's time to maximize Facebook marketing for your business. Lest you overwhelm, it's the Pin to Top Podcast with Anne-Christine Peña Redondo. Facebook is one of the top social media channels in the world. Well, you know that by now for sure, right? If you want to reach the people who will support your products, services, and tell friends about your business, Facebook is one of your best choices. I have a Facebook marketing strategy that you may read at anchristine.com slash Facebook marketing after listening to this episode. This strategy works with consistency and patience. Commit to this strategy and you will meet your business goals through Facebook. But if you want to get help, I am a call away. Click the button at the end of anchorstein.com slash Facebook marketing after listening to this episode to start booking your call. If you're looking for the best social media marketing solution for your business, Promo Republic is the right tool for you. Boost your social media presence or personal brand with Promo Republic's outstanding designs for your social posts, meaningful insights, automated social media scheduling, and more. Stand out with custom social content today. Sign up at bit.ly slash best social media solution for Anne. With structure for plans, blank pages for creativity, and room for reflection, Passion Planner helps you identify your dreams and build toward them every day. More than a daily planner, Passion Planner increases productivity by organizing your life to focus on your goals. But if you are a Passion Planner user like me, choose between weekly or daily undated, annual, or academic options. Use the code ANNCHRISTINE10, that's A-N-N-K-R-I-S-T-I-N-E-1-0 on your checkout for a 10% off of your purchase.
in my interview with former executive director of Idea Space, Diane Eustachio, I asked her if, in terms of vision and attitude, is there any changes to how Filipino entrepreneurs work on their business nowadays? And what she told me was both reassuring and promising. And I can tell you what she said because that you might not listen to the second part of this episode. So I'm going to leave it to you to listen. Also, she answered questions on uh, having a stable, scalable, and sustainable startup company. Also, what made her create her own startup as well? What? Why did she decide to move uh, at this point in her life? And I think she's having fun about it. Anyway, I'm gonna let you hear her because she's just amazing. This is my second part interview with Miss Diane Eustachio. Happy learning, everybody. When it comes to Filipino entrepreneurs, have they changed in terms of vision and attitude? Because in the last few years that I've been doing Facebook marketing services, aside from really identifying who, who they want to serve, the solution to the pain point, it, it's really more of uh, embracing digital marketing as part of their the whole marketing activities of, of the company. So do you think there are changes in the way Filipino entrepreneurs treat their business now? Uh, yeah, I think there's a lot more maturity because there are more entrepreneurs where they can compare notes and who can guide them. There, There is a change over the last Maybe you can say over the decade already, there's, there is a lot of change. Now. A lot of the businesses are two-sided platforms, but they're two-sided. So they understand, especially when we started to have Grab and Uber. Oh, yeah. People realized, ah, ganito pala yung ano, two sides. Kailangan balansehin. So oh, from the marketing perspective, they have to understand that they have to market to the drivers and they have also market to the passengers. Similar, the same, you, you know, like the, there are solutions providing plumbers and um, cleaners for homes, diba? So they have yes. to understand that they have to balance the cleaners and then they also have to balance the the homes that the people who are looking for cleaners to clean their homes because those are two markets and if yeah. kang cleaning lady tapos konti lang yung bahay na ino offer mong malinisan so like there won't be much yeah yeah your cleaning ladies will go to another company you know so yeah. you need to keep them busy so the same way also with your ano if you have so many condos to clean but you don't have enough cleaning ladies the condo owners will look for another solution so people realize especially in nga after 20 what year was that 2014 2015 understood na how to handle how to have a business like that that is so nice 
that's that's good to know there is change in the way Filipino entrepreneurs treat their business now. Hopefully it's really for the better. Maybe because it's it's also the Filipino entrepreneurs exposure to technology, no, and innovation. That's why yeah. are, there are better changes coming. I'd like to know, Ms. Diane, for, for a startup company and its team to have a stable, scalable, and sustainable business, like they won't be startup for long, what do you think are some of the elements that company needs? Super, super important is a team that is self-aware. Okay. Super, super important. They need to know their individual strengths and weaknesses. And then they also need to know the team's strengths and weaknesses, particularly the team's weaknesses. Because you you need to know where you're going to find a resource to to compensate for that weakness or, or how important is that weakness? How important is it to fill that weakness or to address that weakness? What's the impact of that to your company? I think that's very important for most entrepreneurs because if you're not self-aware, you will not also be able to, to draw up a good financial plan. Because... <laughs> People say, what's the connection? Well, kunyari, magaling ka sa marketing, pero you're not really good at the tech part. So who's going to do the tech? Are you going to get a software development house? Are you going to get a co-founder? Are you going to hire a tech guy? Is it a, a junior one or a senior one? Can you afford a junior or a senior? So if you don't know all those challenges or shortcomings or your weaknesses, you will not know how how much resource you need to compensate for that. So number one is uh, knowing who you are. And then another one I uh, strongly emphasize is business integrity. It's so important to know how to use the resources of other people even if it's you know some people say oh yeah i understand the, the resource of your investor you know even kahit wala ka pang investor kahit it's just you and your co-founder it's still very important to know how to acknowledge the resources that your co-founder brings to the startup. I call it more stewardship of resources. Mm -hmm. But then that's also related to business integrity because how you regard your co-founder's contribution to the company is also going to dictate how you're going to regard other people's resources that they bring to your company, whether they're your employees, whether it's an investor or a partner company, it's very important to have good stewardship of resources. If you know how to be responsible for little things, you'll be able to uh, you'll be able to manage bigger responsibilities in the future. I think it's really good. Yeah, I, I agree with that. It's uh, what you said, St. Augustine said, don't be 
big on big things yeah. but don't be small on small things <laughs> yeah yes, <laughs> it's true. something like that yeah it's true so the devil is in the detail yeah down to the last and tavo for for a startup company to and its team to be sca- stable scalable and sustainable you also you also answered it with two s self-awareness and, and stewardship so this is really in your blood is like <laughs> Come on, that you're now part of the hen's mother. So you said this is also social enterprise. So it's like you're living, <laughs> you're living the life of the ones that you mentored before. So it's just, so you're now experiencing some things. And you also mentioned a while ago that there are some there are some parts or there are there are times when they are also mentoring you. So what made you t- decide to move at this time? I mean, we're still in pandemic as of this. I guess startups are still, nevertheless, they're still building. Uh, they're still building their, their businesses, even if uh, we're still on crisis. But what made you decide to, to say that, okay, maybe this is, the, this is the next path for me? Well, that's precisely it because it's the pandemic. If we're getting sick because we are not eating healthy food, I felt like I probably should dictate my next 20 years in my life to healthy eating. That's why it, it's called hen's mother because I'm raising free-range chickens. <laughs> now I know. And But yeah. <laughs> so the- you said a while ago that you wanted to live for 20 more years. Like those 20 years, we need to have, you need to eat, we need to eat, to eat healthy, right? <laughs> yeah. For us to last. Yeah. If I'm going to contribute something, it's going to be that. It's going to be encouraging people to eat healthy because I'm here out in the province I realized that there's so much curating that even needs to be done here working with farmers and identifying the farmers who also subscribe to sustainable agriculture because it has to be one sustainable agriculture so people who use as much as possible no synthetic inputs into the farm as no no artificial like hormones or antibiotics or chemical fertilizers and then the next thing is i also feel like we should be eating food from at least at the most 100 kilometers away that there shouldn't be it shouldn't it should be, be too far yeah because it's takes so much energy yeah to just bring quinoa from i don't know south africa or south america all the way to the philippines para yung quinoa sumakay pa ng barko you know it, it rode a, bo- yeah. a boat in a plane or something like that yeah. so much so much carbon used just to get yourself to eat quinoa right so there are other there's many ways for you to eat healthy besides food that isn't preserved probably won't last very long away from refrigeration or or good storage so it's better for you to eat fresh food so i commend you for having a goal of growing vegetables yeah (laughs) as much as possible you can grow your own vegetables and then, you know, in other parts of the world now, they have a community gardens. Yeah. So they look, they look for a vacant lot, even if it's in the urban area, and then they grow their own vegetables. And maybe this one community garden is growing okra, 
has lots of okra, so they have other okra to share with other people who have eggplant. And then yeah. if they know each other, they do uh, trade. Another one who's from growing radish, and voila, everybody has sinigang. Yeah. <laughs> right? There's a lot of curating we need to do because the agriculture situation in the Philippines is it's very fragmented. So there's so much connecting that you need to do. There's a farm that I work with. There are a partner farm. They're called the papaya tree farm. And I thought that they had lots of papayas there. But then apparently they don't grow a single papaya. They're, they're really, they're growing salad greens. And wow. I said, why did you name yourselves papaya yeah. tree? If you look at the papaya tree, all the fruits are in the middle and then all the if the leaves are spread out. So that's the concept. They want to also like a hub and scope. So they want to also work with other farmers and then bring the produce together. And then there are people who also distribute. So that's, I think there's, I mean, I, I love working with them. And because we subscribe to both sustainable agriculture and also the belief that we should source our food from not too far away. And it connects like if, if I'm a farmer and you, you need free range chickens and, and you need, you say you want to order 20 chickens, <laughs> I can also program that I would grow your 20 chickens by a certain date. You, you'll have your chickens uh, really fresh in your freezer. So I think there's a lot to do to work on that model across the country. We're working on it first with between, well, my part of town south of Metro Manila and, uh, and here, Batangas. There's just so much to, to work on. There's a lot to work on. Yeah. So how do you, how do you envision it? Like, how do you envision the company to to be in the next few years? Well, so actually, the Hands Father is just a transition name. I, we finally came up with a name for our social enterprise. We call it Freedom Farms. Wow. And um, it's because, well, for one, the chickens that we grow are free. They're not caged. They're not confined. They're, they're free to do their chicken thing. <laughs> also, the other farms that we work with are free from chemical fertilizers. They're free from using hormones, antibiotics. There's also something that we're realizing that it's a new freedom for, especially for me. I feel like it's, it's something new and I feel like, oh, I just feel so free. I just so <laughs> feel, feel so free. Yeah, literally and figuratively. Freedom, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and uh, well, particularly it's uh, freedom from chemicals and, um, and um, artificial inputs, which is what's, you know, it's not, it's not healthy. It's really not good for our food. Like if you eat eggs from birds who are caged you know they're so they're so confined all their life and all their life they're actually eating antibiotic and it goes you know traces of that goes to the eggs that we eat and then over time you start realizing you're allergic to eggs you never were allergic to eggs before and then you're allergic to chicken because not slowly your body is ingesting all the all of that antibiotic and then you're 
immune system drops. I feel like how I envision uh, Freedom Farms is that there will be more people who are woke, more people who would be aware of the kind of food that they eat, and then um, more farmers also be free from that that cycle of debt or that uh, that yeah, um, bondage. So there's this there's this farmer that I work. He got into a scam. He he got scammed into this goat racing system to the point that he has to sell his farm. Uh, we're working with him and then helping him. You know, really bringing the papayas from his farm. They're really very very healthy and very very sweet papayas from very healthy plants. It's just that he had to understand that he shouldn't be selling his papayas at really cheap farm gate price. You know, he can also sell it at the higher, with higher margin if he had his own store. So he understood like, oh, okay, put up a store along the highway that not too far, maybe like two, three kilometers away from his farm. So he's really earning a lot more now. So to me now, I feel like I keep asking him maybe every two, three weeks, so are you still going to sell your farm if now that you're making much more money with your papayas? Those things, I feel like I'm still employing the the work that I used to do with entrepreneurs. I'm still employing that with the farmers that I'm I'm working with right now. Another farm that I'm working with, they they were really just... Um, like they were transporting the goods from from Batangas to different parts of Metro Manila. They are now looking at the different business model because because of a conversation. And I said, why don't we do this? Why don't we do that? So they're now looking at a better distribution model for for their farm. So I find like, oh my gosh, there's so much I can share with with what I learned working with technology startups with the agri-sector. It's like the same questions, but you're in a different place. Like before, yeah, you're in the office. Yeah. <laughs> now you're in the yeah, farm. <laughs> yeah, no, or, or, and, then, and I'm also getting to connect the technology startups to the agri-sector. So some of them who are doing sensors are helping. Like It, it helped like me monitor the heat of the chickens. So, and then they found other farms also who needed to do the same thing. So my role now, I'm, I'm getting to work with the startups that I worked with before, who were like, like before my world was uh, with tech startups, but now it's tech and agri. So I'm having so much fun. And tech, yeah. agri, and logistics, actually. Yeah. <laughs> That's another... I think um, logistics is another thing that, could, that should be curated here, right? Super, super, yeah, super. And even even logistics in, let's say, in a small town like Rosario, Batangas, we don't have, so very few restaurants here have delivery. So they have to have their own motorcycle and they have to, they do the delivery themselves. So why can't someone come up with a service and bring it together. So I'm thinking, oh gosh, this is like we need a pan delivery here because we were. I worked with a startup in based in Naga City during my time in Idea Space, and he decided he was a college student at that time. 
he decided, why can't I help one a restaurant in one barangay bring food to other people in other barangays? Because the, the traffic in Naga was getting bad. Yeah. And also uh, logistics, you know, just, just that um, a lot of them were looking at their market just within their barangay or maybe in the next barangay. But then because there is a delivery service, so why are you confined to just looking at your customers from your barangay or just people who pass by your store. You can really bring your products out to other people with the help of logistics. So I see a lot of opportunities here and out here in the, in the province. And you know, there's no business that's closed here. I mean, there's there's a lot more commerce here. I I don't know. You're in Cavite, and I I guess it's the same thing. There's just so much it's money true. flowing. It's a stark difference from when you're in Makati. You feel depressed because these are, you see a lot of establishments closed, and then a friend send me photos every now and then of GC or Makati, and they said ghost town. I said, well, it isn't a ghost town here, out here. There's, yeah. just, there's a lot of money flowing and uh, businesses setting up. I guess people are also moving out of uh, very crowded places and and um, looking for for where they can have cleaner air, more sunshine. To me, you're still the enabler that you are. You just had a different office. I think the most important thing is you're finding joy in what you do. You're also bringing joy everywhere you go. So cheers to the farm. Like, I'm so excited for you. I'm excited for your enterprise. I'm, I totally support Boss. And um, you can go back to the show anytime soon uh, and tell us uh, how it's it doing. Thank you so much, Ms. Diana. I appreciate you. I feel like I was just having a relaxed conversation with you i hope your listeners i hope they find this interesting <laughs> they would they would thank you so much miss diane thanks a lot almighty father thank you for the business you have enabled me to begin and sustain Enlighten my way in leading and inspiring people engage in the business organizations, industry, and communities that I serve. Allow us the mastery of your will for the role you would want this business to play in your divine plan. Provide us all the resources, human and material, for this enterprise. Sustain us financially for growth and development and keep us humble with our successes and innovative and creative in our endeavors. Help us in our crises and guide us in every step we take as we run and manage our business. Let our business involvements be models of inspired integrity and allow it to bring good health, wealth, and prosperity among your people. Bless our business partners, clients, and suppliers. Give us the faith and confidence that we can accomplish even what seems to be impossible. Move us to dispense all our actions to be full of love for you and the rest of mankind. In Jesus' name, Amen.
Creating a podcast show is a challenge. Good thing I have the best ally. Thanks to Value Pod Productions, headed by two amazing ladies, Sam Mercado and Eloy Almolicido, for helping me create my shows easily. Have you been dreaming of launching your own podcast, but don't know how and where to start? Let ValuePod Productions Podcast Editing and Management Services help you effortlessly launch, syndicate, and grow your podcast. Message us at facebook.com slash Productions. ValuePod Productions Podcast Editing and Management Services. Humanizing personal connections through podcasting. That's a wrap for this week's Pin to Talk. Tell us what you think about the show. Send in your rating and comments on your favorite podcast platform now. For questions and suggestions, email pintotop at anchristine.com. That's P-I-N-T-O-T-O-P at anchristine.com. Thanks for listening.